Thanks for listening to the Culture Proof Podcast. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And today we are talking to some of our friends and ministry partners, the Hamptons. They are the founders of the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. And also they produce the film, Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution. We're going to talk about why the Lord called them to this work and the blessing that it's been to the body of Christ. But before we do that, we want to thank the premier sponsor of this podcast, BJU Press Homeschool. If you're looking for a homeschool curriculum, that's going to really help undergird the biblical worldview that you want to inculcate in your kids, then BJU Press Homeschool is that curriculum for mm-hmm. you. We trust them with helping us educate our kids, and we know that you're going to love it too. You can visit BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com for the perfect balance of online education and parent-led education that works for your schedule. You're going to want to check out our friends. BJUPressHomeschool.com. They are the premier sponsor of Culture Proof Podcast, and we are so grateful. All right, getting back to content today, we've got Garrett and Yvette Hampton with us. And Garrett, I want to start with you, because when you guys started the ministry of Schoolhouse Rocked, tell us how that happened. Well, honestly, it was a long process. We didn't even realize we were being called into a homeschool ministry at the time. Uh, we did feel that God was calling us to make a movie, which ended up being Schoolhouse Rock to the Homeschool Revolution. But as God works, you know, it really just over time kind of snowballed into what is now Schoolhouse Rocked the ministry, which includes the podcast and an online conference and the movie and another podcast and a blog and all that stuff that goes along with it. But really, it was just God's good, good provision that did that. Um we, you know, we're always humbled to see how he cares for his people, because when we came into this, we saw there was a need, but we didn't ne- necessarily see ourselves as the ones to fill the need. Mm. And it just, it ultimately what it was, was God chose the people who were going to be willing to say yes. And we did that. Mm. Um, so, and then of course, through the years, he's made it happen. It's never been because we're like really good at this or really smart people, it's because God is really good and he really loves his people. Amen. And those he calls, he equips to do his work. That's right. You're really smart, though. I was going to say, I almost wanted to jump in. I was about to jump in and say, "Mm, I don't know about that. But then when you gave glory to God, I was like, okay, I can, yes, amen. Amen. Because the Lord has designed you to, like he's designed you to do this work. And I think it's incredible. Garrett, I know that the Lord called you out of a Hollywood career. And I think many Mm -hmm. people listening to that would would see Hollywood sort of as the pinnacle. Like if, you know, you get there, then whatever your particular area is, then you've arrived. But there was something different for you. There there was this discontent. And, and, and why was there this discontentment that you experienced in Hollywood? Yeah. And I will say to a point, you have arrived when you were working at that level in the industry. Um, it's high level work. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was really satisfying. Mm-hmm. I loved the work. I loved the people I did. I loved that God had really built me for that industry and gifted me in certain ways that I was able to, to use those gifts every day. The disconnect was, though, in many cases, I knew that that I was using my gifts in a way that wasn't necessarily glorifying to God. Mm. And my heart and my desire was to glorify God. And further, my heart and my desire was for my family 
And unfortunately, that's an industry that is really, really hard on families. Hmm. And so even if you're able to work in the industry with integrity and, and do good work at a high level that you're proud of, there will always be a disconnect really between what you're doing and what you should be doing. And so for years, I knew that at some time I was going to have to leave the industry. And mm. I knew that because as I was working, I was called to travel away from my family and mm -hmm. I was missing my kids growing up. Mm. I was missing important parts of my marriage. And so there was, there was that strain that was um, really unacceptable in my life because I cared more about my marriage and I cared more about my family and I cared much more about God's glory than I did about making these um, frivolous things for the, for the culture to yeah. take in. Mm. And I really, I'd love to say too, I really tried to work on projects that weren't going to be destructive in culture, but unfortunately even contributing to the industry ultimately is destructive to culture. Mm, that's very interesting. Wow. I, I want to stay here for just a little bit because out of this conviction um, was born Bronze Oxen Films. And and mm -hmm. talk about that name and, and even the conviction that is in that name. Yeah. So what I did realize really early on is that Hollywood and a lot of the arts are, in a sense, idol-making industries, Right. And it's very hard as a Christian person who works in those those industries to not become a little idol maker, right? Mm. Because we work so hard and we pour ourselves into making things that are artful and beautiful. And it's very easy for our affections and our attention to be drawn to the thing rather than to the God who deserves all of our affections and attention. So... Um, I was reminded of the story of Moses and Aaron, you know, as the Israelites are, are being brought miraculously out of Egypt by God, they end up at Mount Sinai mm. and Moses goes up on the mountain to receive the law from God. And while he's up there, the Israelites get restless <laughs> and they demand of Aaron that he make them gods, mm. right? And so Aaron says, okay, you're, you're forcing me, right? This is his excuse go ahead and give me all your golden earrings. And he fashions for them a golden calf, right? And God is so angry that he's ready to destroy the people because their affections have been given to a false God in this golden calf. And he's to the point that he's ready to destroy the people completely. And Moses intercedes on their behalf and says, Lord, please don't destroy him. It, it would be a bad testimony that you brought them out of Egypt, out of slavery, just to destroy them in the desert. And Moses, of course, wasn't telling God anything he didn't already know. Amen. <laughs> but God relented. He didn't destroy the Israelites. But when Moses came down off the mountain, he, he was just furious. He destroyed the calf. He crushed it and burned it and sprinkled it on the waters and made the people drink it. And it was a curse to them. That's how wicked this idol was. But if you look a little later in the Israelites' history, as God is telling Solomon to build his temple, one of the things he tells them to do is to build these big metal cows, right? The 12 bronze oxen that the sea is going to sit on in the temple. And so what we find is one, God is not opposed to our creation of beautiful things, right? Hmm. The big metal cow isn't the sin. What is the sin is when we take our hands and we make something, no matter how creative, no matter how beautiful, 
and we turn our affections and our worship toward it instead of the one who is to be worshiped. So I loved that picture of the 12 bronze oxen in the temple because they showed that God calls artists and artisans to use their craft in the perfect and holy worship of the Most High God. So we called our film company Bronze Oxen to remind ourselves that anytime we're doing our craft, our intent needs to be bring to bring perfect worship to the Most High God. Mm, man, I I love that so much, and and I love that um, as as parents of creative children, you know, who really have these gifts that we want them to be able to use those gifts to glorify God. And so to be able to have almost sort of like a footprint, you know, to say, hey, look, here are some people who recognize what's happening in the culture. And it's not that the arts are bad. It's that the way that the arts are being expressed, that's bad. And and we want to see um, what is redeemable or redemptive in the arts and and to bring that out through members of the, the Lord's Bride. I think, I think that's incredible. Yvette, I want to turn to you, though, because... When you guys go into ministry and you're going to produce this film, um, this requires faith, right? Like, I mean, of course, and I say that as if anything else wouldn't, the just live by faith, okay? But there's a special faith requirement that you guys are going to pack up your family and you are going to traverse the country and you are going to explore homeschooling. Talk about how you guys arrived at that. And then as a wife and as a mom, how you embraced that. Yeah. Well, this is kind of a funny story. Um, the way it, it somewhat started was, I guess it was several months before we left California to film the movie. Um, I, I told, we were sitting in church one morning and I said to Garrett, um, on a piece of paper, I actually wrote him a note in church, which I know you're not supposed to do in church, but I did anyway. <laughs> and I, I wrote him a note. I said, I think we should uh, sell our house and travel the country and go find home. Because at that time we were just really feeling like the Lord was moving in both of our hearts to leave California. This was in 2016. And he just kind of looked at me and he was like, that's ridiculous. How in the world? We, no, we can't do that. We can't sell our house. We can't travel. That's silly. So I was like, okay, whatever. Didn't talk about it again. Well, several months later, um, the Lord put it on Garrett's heart to do that. And the cool thing about that was that the Lord had prepared me beforehand. He had prepared me back, you know, in the spring of 2016 to do that. And so when Garrett came to me, um, and at that time he had left the Hollywood industry, he was teaching film um, at a private school and we were just feeling like it was time to go. It was time, and, and th- that was kind of a weird thing too, because we were in the town that we grew up in, the town that our mm. girls were born in, that they grew up in. All of our, you know, most of our family was there. All of our friends were there. And um, so this one morning, Garrett came to me and he said, I don't know how to tell you this, but I think that we should sell our house and all of our stuff and um, get an RV and go travel the country. And I think we should make a movie called Schoolhouse Rocked. Actually, he didn't say called Schoolhouse Rocked. He said, I think we should make a movie on homeschooling. We didn't have a name yet for it at that point, of course. Um, And I, without hesitation, I said, yes, I think we should do that. And it was crazy because it was like the Lord just gave me the peace to be able to do this. And like you said, as mom, you know, I had my babies with me. We had the perfect world there. We had our perfect little bubble of our homeschool community, our church, everything that we loved was there. 
but the Lord had prepared us for this. And so, uh, kind of blindly, I said, yes, I, yeah. I think we should do this. If this is what the Lord's putting on your heart, I have peace about it. And that doesn't mean it was easy. It was really, really, really hard. Mm. But, um, but we saw the hand of God move in so many ways because as we were preparing to sell our sell, we sold almost everything. I mean, mm -hmm. we went from a five bedroom house to a box on wheels that was like 260 square feet. <laughs> I mean, it was, wow. it was a drastic change and the Lord just orchestrated every step. I mean, we have, so we could write a book on the stories of miracles that the Lord mm. performed during that time you probably should. and i would read it <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's truly an amazing story um of just how he provided for us doors that were opened doors that were closed and um and that's what he did i mean mm. the, the lord just made it so obvious it couldn't have been more obvious to us that that's what he wanted from us and yeah. so our response was to just be obedient and to trust and it was very 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 hard and through the process of filming the movie and traveling uh, we've had so many people say, oh, that'd be so fun. We've thought about traveling and living in an RV and stuff. And I'm like, you don't know what you're asking <laughs> for. <laughs> because it was painful at times. And, um, and, and even going through the process of filming the movie and um, trying to get the movie done and then COVID hit in the middle of all of it. I mm -hmm. mean, it was just a really, really difficult season for our family, um, being away from friends, being away from family, being away from everything that was familiar to us was not as much of an adventure as we thought it might be. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we knew that we were doing what the Lord had called us to. And so, um, so yeah, we were, I mean, honestly, wow. we were willing to just say yes to the Lord, not really knowing how it was going to unfold. Uh, but he, and he we did really, amazing stuff. I mean, we really didn't know anything that was coming. Yeah. When, when we left California, we had the tiniest seed of this idea mm -hmm. that we were to go film a movie on homeschooling. And God had confirmed that in really specific ways, but we didn't know where we were going to live. We didn't wow. know who we were going to talk to. We had done a few interviews in California. And when I say a few, just a few interviews yeah. in California, we still had over a hundred hours of interviews to do for the film. And we didn't know the first person we were going to talk to. We didn't have any of those connections and we had to trust God to, to provide the next thing at every next step. Wow. Um, I would love to say that we walked out perfectly in faith, but the truth is we had to be like Gideon a few times where we mm. would put fleeces before mm. the Lord because our faith wasn't perfect. Mm. We understood we were called and yet still we would say, okay, Lord, if you're really calling us to this, we're going to need to see it in this way. And uh, God was so faithful yeah. that he did that over and over again. Wow. Um, and, and like Yvette says, one day we'll probably write the book on the miracles. <laughs> let me, let me just say something to what the Hamptons are saying right now, because even as, as Garrett is talking about, um, needing the Lord's provision at every single step, like to, to reinforce that, Hey, I've called you to this. I want to say to our listeners right now, and I mean this sincerely and humbly, and it's it's going to maybe embarrass the Hamptons here for just a second, but when we relaunched our our podcast and we um, ventured off to do the work that we believe the Lord called us to do, you guys, the Hamptons, were a part of that, okay, I've called you, and provision, and helping us to navigate the world of podcasting on our own, and the way the Lord sent you, Garrett, to will the great, and to walk step by step through, here's what you do, now here's the next thing you need to do, was incredible, and it was so humbling. Like, I just, man, 
it makes me feel emotional because it was the Lord sent things we didn't even know we needed, right? right? Like we we didn't know at all. But because of this being your industry and your area, there's so much that you provided for us, um, the wisdom that the Lord has entrusted to you, which is why when you say, well, you know, we don't know a lot, I'm going, eh, I don't know about that. Um, but I want to say, I want our listeners to know that if they are blessed by the Culture Proof podcast and they appreciate um, kind of the ministry that the Lord's entrusted to us, um, we, along with our listeners, have the Hamptons to thank for that because they were largely responsible for helping us um, not miss a beat and get our podcast back up and going. And so I just want to publicly say thank you guys so much for doing that. Yes. Um, thank you. Well, thank you. We, yeah. we love you guys. And I'll tell you that our family had been ministered to by the Addisons over the years. Mm. And um, we so clearly saw God's hand on on your family and on your ministry. And we saw how he was being glorified and families were being built up. So honestly, it was a privilege to help. And uh, I, I just praise God that he allows imperfect, sinful people to serve him in the way he does. Amen. He is worthy and glory. Amen. And 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 it's it is truly a privilege to give back a tiny bit here on earth to what he gives us. Because mm. The benefits are innumerable. And and you we understand on earth we're gonna have trials and trouble. It's not all blessing and prosperity. But even here on earth, we get to see God's good, gracious hand at work. Hmm. And it's just such a blessing. And and uh man, we just praise his holy name. Amen. Man. Amen. Yeah, and I just want to say, you know, that we said thank you. And it, it's true, you know, and I and and I see what, what Garrett and Yvette has done for us as you know, they, they remembered how, you know, it was for them. So yeah. they were like, man, we're going to help somebody. We're going to help, you know, and it, man, I'm telling you, and I say help, still helping. Yeah, still it's helping. ongoing. Like, it's I, I want to make it like present, like ongoing, yeah, right? It's, it's yeah. ongoing. So we praise God for that. But Garrett, I want to ask you too, even in this transition, like you being a father, being a husband, you know, and I know you you had the the uh, the faith to, to do it and the word from God to, to do it, but it had to be pretty difficult uh, just thinking through the logistics and how things, you know, were gonna was gonna work out. Like, how was that in the midst of um, making this this change? Yeah, it's funny you say logistics because I'm gonna be honest with you. We had to trust God for all the logistics mm. because we understood when we started this process how little we knew about what was coming, um, and so it was really a blessing to see God work. But I'm going to tell you as a father what the hardest thing was. Um, and I'll just be super real with you. My desire is always to be the, the breadwinner and the protector and the provider in my house, right? Mm. And what I had to understand really quickly was that ultimately God is the provider. Mm. Because That's it good. didn't take us very long before we, we left California and had completely run out of money. And we were still at a point where we believed God was calling us specifically to make this film, and we didn't even have the money to make the film. So it doesn't take long as a dad when you're living in a tiny trailer in a campground in Georgia, hmm. and you don't know how you're going to pay the space rent that's due sometimes that day mm -hmm. to say, Lord, what am I doing? Am wow. I even a good dad? If I'm not providing what God <laughs> kept reminding me of yes. was that 
one, this was his call and my responsibility was work at, it was to work at what he called me to. It was his responsibility <laughs> to pro provide the fruit. Amen. And I can tell you that again, God was gracious in that many times we would be at a crossroads where we did not have what we needed for the next day. And God would provide it miraculously many times without <laughs> us having to even go out and ask for it. Wow. It would just come yeah. in. When I say the space rent on our, on our trailer, we were paying monthly at a, a campground to live, you know, in this trailer and travel the country. And there was one incidence where we had to pay $500 to the campground the next day. We didn't have a penny to our names and we just, we were freaked out. Honestly, yeah. our faith wasn't perfect, but Yvette and I were praying together and the day before um, God provided miraculously through somebody who had never given before, who we didn't necessarily expect to give. Yeah. And what was amazing was that that person was being prompted by the Lord specifically to give that, that money. Wow. And to him, it was a, a blessing as well because he got to walk out that obedience to God. Amen. Um, but, but Will, I mean, when, when you say being a dad, like the, the role of dad is so important. And I really was stretched in having to lead my girls in a way that was biblical and appropriate in a time where I was stretched to the mm. very limit. Mm. And the one thing I'm thankful for is that our girls got to watch us have to rely on God. <laughs> and I believe that they got lessons during that yeah. time that they'll never forget. They've been able, just like your girls or your kids, to serve with us through hard ministry, mm -hmm. knowing that God has called us to it and not always seeing the fruit right away. Mm -hmm. Can can I piggyback on that wow. really quickly? Yes. Um, one of the most amazing things I, about Garrett, and I, I admire my husband so much for this, um, is that when we got to the end of the school year when he, where he was teaching film and he, he knew, we knew it was time to leave California. He knew he needed to figure out what he was going to do. He had left Hollywood. He was done teaching and that was it. And he had, he was in the military. He had been in the air force. He had his marketing degree. He had tons of experience doing all sorts of other things he had taught. Um, you know, and he had worked in Hollywood. And so all these people were throwing jobs at him, like literally saying, Hey, you should apply here. You should apply there. You can do this. You can do that. And there were ample opportunities literally. Mm. And he, I mean, he could easily have gone back into Hollywood, made a lot of money. He could have taught full time. He could have, you know, gone into aerospace. We lived in a town that was big on aerospace. He could have made a ton of money doing aerospace. There were so many things he could have done. And people just kept saying, well, apply here, apply there. We've, we know someone here. We know someone there. We can get your job here and there. And he just kept saying, it just doesn't sit. And he was telling me, you know, none of this is sitting right with me. It just doesn't feel right. I just, I know the Lord has something different and I don't know what it is. Mm. And, and it was a hard several months for us as we just waited on the Lord. And then for him to just come to me that morning and say, I think we should sell everything that we have and load it up in an RV and go <laughs> was him. And, and I remember you being somewhat not, not nervous, but like, you're like, I can't believe I'm saying this to you, <laughs> but I'm going to say this to you wow. because it's what the Lord is, is saying to me. Wow. And, um, and I've always just admired him so much for his willingness to just follow the Lord's lead when he could have done an easier thing. Wow. Um, there, there are so many other things he could be doing, but instead we're doing this and we love it and we get to work together and work as a family and there's nothing else 
that we would rather be doing than what we're doing yeah. now with the Schoolhouse Rock Ministry. Let me say, it's amazing just to hear the faith, Love it. you know, of Garrett and, you know, following the Lord. And it's amazing also to hear, you know, Yvette say that, man, you know, I trust my husband. I'm going to, yes. and I know that that's not easy all the time, you know, but that you guys were together in this. And even if the, the the same feelings are not there at the same time, there's a trust and there's a like, yeah. man, okay, I'm, I'm going to wait on my husband. I'm going to see, you know, what's going on, even with all these other job opportunities and things yeah. like that. Cause I know it could have been like, like, why not take this, you know, but man, you know, just to be able to say, okay, I'm going to calm that down and I'm going to trust the Lord and trust my husband. That's just, it's amazing to hear. It really is. It's an, an incredible blessing. And, and I, I want to pivot from this into the result of that obedience, yeah. the schoolhouse rocked ministry. And Talk about the success of the film and talk about the impact of drawing attention to what I, I really feel like in the time that we're living in now is a clarion call from the Lord to yeah. disciple and train our children. Amen. Talk about how the film has been received and what the results have been. Yeah. Before I talk about the film and the, the ministry, I want to hit on something you said there is a call right now on parents to disciple their kids. And it's funny, I, I, I'm on social media because of the ministry and we post things there daily. And so I see what's going on and there's definitely a feeling right now that everything is falling apart. Hmm. And if, if people watched what went on in Washington, D.C. the other day with these protests, yeah. it's it's clear that our republic may have fallen, mm. right? And people look at that and they go, how could this have happened so quickly? <laughs> and my response is, this happened generations ago. Yep, This has been going on forever. <laughs> and we're at the culmination now of what has been yep. going on in, for generations. And here's what happened. And this will get us to the ministry. So good. Generations ago, Parents, even Christian parents, decided that it was better for experts to train the next generation. Mm -hmm. And so what happened is we had the state and statists training the next generation of statists. Those statists were godless. Those statists were dedicated to a state that would provide for their needs, give them what they needed, and direct their actions. Mm. And when that happened, we lost the war then, not mm. now. We're now seeing the fruit of generations of people who have been trained by a secular state yeah. to be followers of this secular statist ideology. And it's not hard now to see the fruit. You know, in, in 2020, when Portland was on fire for 100 days and there were riots and we had um, the BLM riots and this and that, that was the first time I, I would say to people, look out, the fruit is so clear of now what is being taught in the schools mm -hmm. and, and in culture, right? Mm -hmm. And what I got to say at that time was, parents, it doesn't matter how committed you are as Christians, if Caesar is training your kids, the church will die in a generation. Mm. And if Caesar apparently has been training, training kids, the state will die as well right? Mm. We're, we're now at the point of a Marxist status takeover. Man. And that happened for generations in the school and in culture. Mm. So this was the call we saw. And we understood wow. that truly we needed a revival. If there was going to be any, any hope at all of re reclaiming culture, of making our kids culture proof, 
it had to happen one family at a time. Mm. It had to be led ultimately by dads Mm -hmm. and where dads weren't present by moms as well. Mm -hmm. And it had to start with one family at a time saying, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that service to the Lord looks different than we've been doing it for the past several generations. It meant that ultimately parents had to realize they were responsible for the discipling of the heart of their kids. And that was going to take real sacrifice, right? So that's where we came in. We said, look, we understand the call. We also understand that it's really, really hard work. And that most parents, because they've been trained in the system, don't feel qualified to do it. So we're going to step in and not by our, our own power. Again, God provided just a wealth of experts who have seen every facet of education and culture and understand how to play that out biblically and to God's glory. And we were able to bring those people together and speak to this issue, Mm -hmm. give parents the confidence that they could do this no matter their situation and that it should be done and it's worthy. And then ultimately show them the fruit of that because we were able to show families that have walked through this now and have come out the other side with kids who are on fire for the Lord, who are prepared for life, prepared to serve as adults. They're ready for college if they need that. But parents be really, really careful about college mm-hmm. because the elementary and high schools aren't the only place that this culture war is going on. It's much stronger in colleges. Mm-hmm. Um, but but God called us to that in the movie. And through the movie then, he opened up so many doors to continue to minister to families down the road. We see the movie as a great um, a great welcome into the world of homeschooling. But what we didn't want to do was bring people in and say, okay, you can do this, now do it. Mm-hmm. We wanted to say, okay, you can do this, and here's how, walk with us and we'll walk with you from preschool to graduation. We'll show you the resources you need. We'll provide you the daily encouragement that you need to go. Because honestly, even us, we're 13 years into this now, and we still get discouraged. Mm, our, yeah. our oldest daughter's about to graduate. And I can honestly say there are times we look at it and go, man, are we messing up? <laughs> you know, <laughs> we need to be encouraged as well. Yeah. And That's so good. God was gracious to um, just to bring about this ministry to families. And, and ultimately, I will say, because I know your audience isn't all homeschoolers. Ours tends to be all homeschoolers, right? Mm-hmm. Parents, no matter what your situation, no matter where your kids are, ultimately, you are responsible for the discipleship of your kids. Amen. And here's an encouragement. You're not even responsible for the outcome. You're just responsible for the stewardship now. Amen. But that takes intentionality. It takes hard work. And if they're in the schools, it takes you daily finding out what they're learning breaking down those lies and then inculcating with them with the truth. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you, it is a giant uphill battle if someone other than you is training their heart day by day. Man, this is so good. There are so many more places that I want to go with what you just expressed there, Garrett. Like it's, it's so important um, to, to really go back and understand how parents have been robbed of the comfort that, that they can be trusted with their own kids. You know, we, we have believed that 
um, we're incapable, that we just don't have the resources. Um, and, and honestly, of course, there was, there was the dependence on the Lord, but the Lord has set us up that we could effectively train and equip our kids. Um, but, but I, here's what I want to do though. I want to make sure that our listeners know where they can connect with you. Maybe there's some of our listeners who are going, I've been praying about this and no, I'm not currently homeschooling. Um, probably the vast majority of our listeners are not homeschooling, but they want to, and, but they just don't know how to get there. How can our listeners connect with you guys, Yvette? Like talk, talk about where you're located and what our listeners might find when they get there. Yeah. The best place is at our website, schoolhouserocked.com. Um, by God's grace, the movie is free. People can stream it for free through our website, or they could go to schoolhouserockedmovie.com, either one of those. Um, and, and the movie really is, it's to kind of break down all of the misconceptions and negative stereotypes that people have about home education. I, I think, of course, the first one being, I can't do this. Mm. I'm not educated. I'm not, you know, all the things I, I'm not organized enough. I'm not good enough to educate my kids. And so we really just piece by piece through the testimonials of so many people um, and experts, we break down all of those things and, and we help people to really see the big picture of homeschooling and what it's really about. And so the movie is the best place to start, which again, they can stream it for free through our website. So we also have the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast and the Homeschool Insights podcast, which are both weekly. So the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast is kind of our mother podcast, and that airs uh, once a week. We have a new episode with a new guest every week. Um, and then the Homeschool Insights podcast is five days a week. And those are just short snippets of encouragement. And so like Garrett said, that will take people, I mean, we've, we're going into our seventh season of the wow. podcast. And so we have an episode for just about everything and everybody. And so whether it's worldview or preschool or what kind of uh, method are you going to use for homeschooling or what kind of learning style do your kids have? Um, we talk about family and family discipleship and parenting and sibling relationships, everything that homeschool families face and encounter, we discuss those on the podcast. And so that is kind of that next step after watching the movie is to listen to the podcast and go back and listen to past episodes. You can, you can listen to all of them. Um, but that is really what will equip people. And then we also have the, um, quick, uh, the homeschool survival kit, which is kind of a quick start guide to homeschooling. That's can be used for anybody, but it's really intended for those who are really getting started homeschooling and they have all the questions about what do I do? How do I get started? Mm -hmm. um, and so that, well, it's like a 70 page free download. It's free as well that they can download and it will walk them step by step through how to get started with homeschooling. No, I really appreciate that. I want to make sure that our listeners get the website, schoolhouserocked.com, schoolhouserocked.com. I want to ask you guys to stick around. I want to do a part two, and I, I want I actually want to come back to the importance of discipleship, and I want to talk about that as the outflow of what we do in our homes and our families. And also, I want to look at what is lacking, and I say this carefully, but what is lacking in the American church today? Or maybe I should say the church in America. I want you guys to stick around. We're going to do a part two and have our guests come back um, with us. This is a Culture Proof podcast. I want to remind you that when you resist those cultural trends that rival the truth, you remain culture proof. Until next time, Lord willing. God bless. God bless.